On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thursday, April 21st, Ian Cameron, and thrilled to welcome back Alex B. Smith. It's good to see you. Alex again. We haven't seen him uh, yet. Sunday, I think, was the last time we saw Alex on the show. Good to have Alex back. And we've got Peyton Clark back with us once again uh, on the show today as well. We've seen a lot of him moving forward as well. So looking forward to a big Thursday show, ready to break down the Thursday NHL card. Uh, Alex, let's start with you. How are you feeling? How are things been? And what have you thought about the NHL the last few days? Obviously, they're still in the west side of things. Lots to uh, uh, still figure out. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like I said, we're just getting to, you know, figure out where everybody's going to be shuffling around in the East and, like I said, who's still going to be getting in the West. But uh, for the most part, things seem to be shake out to, uh, you know, coming down to, to the wire with, with some of these teams and some of these matchups. Yeah, I've been out of commission the last few days, uh, a bit under the weather. So uh, finally feeling well enough to join you guys on the show today and, and, you know, have been hitting some winners. I only had one play yesterday and it was. Once again, that draw with the Hawks and uh, in Arizona plus three forty. So, been still doing well cashing in with these draws. Like I said, that you know, even hitting these at a at a thirty percent clip, you know, you're looking at plus. You know, I think the smallest thing I've cashed is plus three ten, and the largest one I've cashed was a plus four ninety five. So, uh, you know, you're still doing well if you're just you know chipping away at some of these draw numbers, and we I think we're going to see more of them to hit. Uh, the next couple of weeks, we haven't seen that defensive takedown just yet. We've still been seeing goals left and right, but we've been seeing games going instead of 2-2 two, two and 3-3. Three, three, we've been seeing 3-3, three, 4-4, three, 5-5 four, four, five, five with those yep. games going in overtime. So we're still seeing that overtrain rolling in uh, as we're running into the last couple of weeks. Well, it's funny because Tuesday was actually a nice little undernight, wasn't it? Tuesday we had a ton of low-scoring games, and then all of a sudden right. yesterday we're back to uh... – uh, a bunch of overs, right? We saw Dallas Edmonton, uh, although that was brutal. If you had the under, right? Two seconds yeah. to go, they put the empty header yeah, in to make it five two. That was tough. Uh, obviously, Chicago and Arizona was a right side over. Same with Washington, Vegas. Actually, the one game that did stay under was Colorado uh, and Seattle, and that game was, I believe, three nothing for Seattle after the first period. So you only had uh, one Colorado goal after, or two Colorado goals after that, uh, and made it three uh, two. Uh, in that game, or was it? Or was it three one, three two? Yeah, it did end three two last night. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. three two. It was three one after the first, and then Colorado got the late goal in the third, and it ended up three two uh, in that game. That's now two losses in a row, Alex, for Colorado after they clinched the number one seed in the West. And I said, be, yeah. we're, be weary of this team here down the stretch. Yeah, and I, and I mentioned that about you know looking for teams once they've clinched spots and they can't really advance any any further. You know, or if they don't really care about the spots, I'm starting to hear now rumblings about how Pittsburgh might 
shut down Crosby and Malkin, some of those guys, the last couple of, the, of games, potentially, yep. if they don't really care where they where they position themselves. So, you know, we're kind of thinking maybe that's what Tampa Bay was doing in the last few weeks, the way that they've been playing. But now it seems like Pittsburgh might be uh, that kind of team. And like to Colorado, you know, they can't go any further. So, that, you know, now the time to just kind of rest guys and make sure everyone's healed and ready for the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's good to see Melissa in the uh, chat there. Good to see uh, Melissa. Melissa, hope you're doing well. Uh, and everyone else in the chat, thanks for joining us. We've got uh, Nate Dog 420 Mr. Chicago. Mikey is a good friend of ours, of course. Uh, we'll have to have Mikey on during the playoffs one time. Mikey's been watching this show forever. We'll have to get him on uh, with us uh, during the playoffs yeah, as well. Definitely. Speaking of the playoff shows, um, we got a lot of great things lined up for the ice guys coming up in the playoffs. We've got some, not just former hockey players, we've got some big names joining the show uh, over the next month. And you're really going to enjoy it. You know, I've definitely worked hard behind the scenes, pulling some strings to make this happen. Uh, and uh, looking forward to having some really good special guests joining us on our Stanley Cup playoff shows uh, in May and June. So we're excited about that. Uh, no question. We've only got a week left of the regular season. So we've got lots of surprises. Uh, lots of uh, great stuff coming up here with the uh, Ice Guys show throughout the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. And just like during the regular season, we're on seven days a week uh, during the Stanley Cup playoffs. So all I can say to you, and it's the same thing I said on Twitter, don't you dare miss any of these shows. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you're always uh, aware of when the, uh, you know, get, get hit the bell uh, so that you're alerted when the show is about to begin. Uh, all of that stuff. Uh, because we're going to have a, a great slew of shows coming up here on the Ice Guys throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Our betcasts are going to continue rolling along on every Tuesday night throughout the playoffs as well. And there might be some weeks we add a second betcast later in the week uh, during the playoffs as well. So uh, we're definitely excited about what's coming up here the rest of the season and the playoffs here uh, on the Ice Guys. We're also excited about a huge Thursday card. Uh, it is big. It's 11 games, so let's get to it. Uh, by the way, Peyton's having some camera issues, so we're going to hope to have him back uh, in a few minutes. He's restarting his computer as we speak. We'll start with Detroit and Florida. Uh, Florida minus 600, uh, home favorites, total seven uh, across the board in this one. I mean, I know Florida's just uh, finding ways to win every night, even when they don't play their best like they did against the New York Islanders. They were actually uh, very, very up against it there, down two to one in the third. They tie it with about five minutes to go. And then, uh, of course, they get the uh, game winner uh, in overtime uh, to beat the Islanders by a score of three to two in that game. And I actually cashed Alex on the bet cast plus 300 on Florida money line when they were trailing and Florida to win in overtime, specifically when overtime nice. started at plus 110. Why did I make that bet? Come on. Three on three overtime. All that mm -hmm. room on the ice. Who's going to be benefiting of that more? The Panthers roster or the Islanders roster? Right. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that was a good opportunity to cash in, and it paid off on the uh, bet cast the other night. But now tonight you played Detroit, who are just off a monster upset uh, over the Tampa Bay Lightning, 4-3, around this same price range, plus 400, plus 450. There is one difference, though. Tampa Bay, we have seen a legitimate malaise with this hockey yeah. team now for two weeks. We really haven't seen that for Florida. You know, we've seen it in spurts during games. But I'm talking about for an entire game, we've seen Tampa go through the mo motions the last couple weeks. Florida, that's not been the case. When they've needed to put the pedal down or they're falling behind in a game, they have done so. Like they came back against New Jersey, how they came back against Toronto, how they came back against Anaheim, how they came back against the Islanders the other night. So yeah, there's little lapses and lulls for Florida, but it's nothing like what Tampa's been doing. So they're on this win streak that's now uh, trying to reach a NHL best 
12-game win streak tonight uh, if they were to get this victory over Detroit. I just don't want to step in front of that. So I, I wouldn't be going against Florida. Even It's tempting, I'm sure, for some people. Oh, we got to take Detroit. Big plus number here. They just beat Tampa the other night. But I think there's a difference right now in incentive, in motivation, in just being locked in, being focused for these final remaining regular season games right now between the Panthers and the Lightning. And that could be the difference tonight. So I'm not involved in the game. I like the over like I did Sunday when it was Florida at Detroit. The game landed on seven. I'm going to wait, though, till in-game. Get a six and a half, see if we can get something better, and then jump on an over at that point. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Detroit, Florida? Yeah, the only thing I can recommend here as well, obviously these prices being uh, as, as astronomically high as they are, uh, yeah, look for an over in-game that says you should drop to six and a half quickly, even with uh, the over two. You see, you know, you're laying a dollar twenty for that. You'll be able to get a better adjusted price and number. Uh, if you wait in game, you'll be able to get a one and a half. So I don't think we're going to see scoring right away. I think you have enough time to get a, a good price with that six and a half. Yeah, I think that's a good way to think about it because we did remember we didn't get a goal right away in that first uh, first period. I think was scoreless, if I'm not mistaken, with Detroit, Florida, Sunday afternoon in the Motor City. So all the more reason, wait it out, see if you get six and a half, see if you get a better total. Probably a good chance that will happen. All right, we've got the uh, Buffalo Sabres taking on the New Jersey Devils. Uh, New Jersey minus 140, home favorites in this game, six and a half the total in this one. And this is going to be your Ian Cameron, uh, Captain Obvious uh, play of this card, because if you know what I've been doing the last couple months, it's been betting on the Buffalo Sabres quite a bit. Uh, and that's exactly where I'm going here uh, in this game at an underdog price around plus 120. Uh, you can get here with the Sabres uh, in this game. Look, this is a team that's played outstanding. Not out, I, That's maybe a little overboard, but no, they've played very well uh, the last uh, month or two. They're one of these teams that has been consistently undervalued uh, because they're a non-playoff team that's actually showing a will to win, a want to win, a work ethic every night. You're seeing that from this Buffalo Sabres team. Of course, they sweep Philly back-to-back -back over the weekend. They beat Toronto again. Nothing new or different there. They just beat the Leafs, it seems, uh, and they did it again uh, last week. Their only loss during this four-game stretch was against St. Louis, 6-2, to two, one of the hottest teams going right now uh, in the NHL. So it's been a very good run for the Sabres. You know, I still worry about them at times defensively and their goaltending, of course, which does have to be upgraded next year. You can't go into next year with the Craig Anderson, Dustin Tokarski duo. You can't. you got to upgrade that goaltending. But if you do that, this is a team that I don't want to say playoff team next year, but pushing maybe for one at least. Uh, the potentials there for the uh, Sabres, especially Owen Power getting his feet wet now uh, in the National Hockey League for the first time down the stretch. Uh, you see what he's done. Just one point for the first four games he's had. Uh, but you look at him, you're looking for poise with the puck. You're looking for good IQ. You're looking for him to make good plays, uh, you know, in his own zone. And, yeah, there's been a time or two where he's had that rookie moment. But, you know, I have been impressed overall uh, with the uh, poise uh, pretty much of this um, team. Uh, this uh, Buffalo Sabres team, they've continued to play uh, very good hockey. We'll see if that uh, continues tonight. New Jersey is coming off their own upset win, a big one against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Apparently, it's not the day, it's not a good day for our, my colleagues here on the show today. I mean, Peyton's having camera issues, poor Alex as well. Uh, we'll see if we can get both of them back. My goodness. The technical gremlins uh, are out today in full force, apparently. Uh, but nevertheless, um, Devils with a huge win against Vegas, of course, in their last game, 3-2, to two, which was a costly loss for Vegas, although they did bounce back, beat Washington last night. But still, 
Uh, tough two points to give up if you're Vegas and if you're New Jersey. Well done. Uh, Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar, lived up to his nickname and his moniker in that game. He was strong in net. He's a big reason why the Devils were able to get the two points uh, in that game against the Sabres. We'll see if they can uh, keep it going here tonight against Buffalo. But, you know, they are coming home off a bit of a road trip. You look at what the Devils have played late, where they played lately. Uh, they went through Dallas. They went through Arizona. They went through Colorado. They went through Seattle. They went through uh, Vegas. Uh, that was basically a five-game road trip in the last 12 days. Uh, and now you're back home. So first home game off a road trip spot is kind of a negative, in my opinion, for the New Jersey Devils. A little bit banged up as well. Jesper Bratt is showing up on the injury report day-to-day -day, uh, at the moment. Non-COVID illness questionable uh, for this game against the Sabres. But I probably would think he's not going to play if you hear illness you know, it's usually not a situation very often where you're cleared to play right before the game. So, you know, I definitely think the uh, uh, loss of Jesper Bratt and Jesper Bratt being out significant because you're already without Jack Hughes. That's going to put more stress on Heeshear, uh, Dawson Mercer, Zaka, Sharon Govich, uh, the veteran Tatar, uh, Zetterlin, the youngster. I mean, you're going to put more pressure on them uh, to uh, find some offense here for you. Uh, going into this game tonight. So, you know, when it's all said and done here, uh, I like Buffalo uh, plus 120. I, th I think they got a good chance to win this game. Uh, I like and I like Buffalo team total over three and a half at a plus price. You can get plus 120 plus 130 uh, on that uh, in a lot of spots. And it's probably going to be Andrew Hammond again. There's probably no reason for the Devils not to give him another start uh, because he was so good against Vegas. But Andrew Hammond is Andrew Hammond for a reason. You know, we've seen these instances, and a lot of times you see this with, you know, journeyman goaltenders, backup goaltenders, phenomenal start one night, the very next night, not the same. And and I think there's a very good potential we might see that here tonight from uh, Andrew Hammond. Uh, Craig Anderson, by the way, confirmed as the starting goalie tonight for the Buffalo Sabres uh, in this one. So I like Buffalo plus 120, Buffalo team total over. I, I lean to the full game over two. Uh, as well, and I'll, I probably will bet over six and a half, but I, I, I like the Buffalo stances uh, a little bit more uh, than uh, New Jersey or than the uh, full game over, I should say, in this game. Peyton Krebs is up on the top line tonight with Tage Thompson and Victor Olofsson. I say sprinkle prop bets, goal score props and points on all three of those guys. Uh, Skinner goes without saying has been playing well lately for the uh, Sabres. As far as New Jersey goes, uh, Fabian Zetterland is still getting top line duty. Yeah, uh, he really hasn't uh, taken the most, make made the most of it, I should say. Uh, he had that uh, game against Arizona where he had a goal and an assist, two points, but he's been held uh, off the score sheet. Not even a point for Zetterland on that top line the last three games. But Buffalo will sometimes give up uh, some chances, and I still think there's value on his props because of the fact he's going to get ice time. He's going to play uh, on the top line for the New Jersey Devils with Heeshear and Tatar. It looks like. Uh, on the uh, top line for the New Jersey Devils tonight. So I and Dawson Mercer, I think, is moving up to the second line. So keep your eye on him. He might be a, a value prop. You know I've said this a million times here on the Ice Guys show that I like the, the props I like even more than the other than the regulars props are the guys that move up the lineup. They go from the thir third line to the second line, second line to the first line, even in some cases the third line to the first line. Uh, and you definitely can see, yeah, Buffalo Stance, MDR. I'm glad you got that. Great song from the 80s, Nina Cherry, 100%. On Buffalo Stance, every do, every time we dance. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I didn't mean to actually say it, but uh, it, it can't, it, it, I did. Uh, no pun, no pun intended, quite honestly. 
but yes, I like Buffalo plus 120 Buffalo team total over smaller opinion here as well on the full game over six and a half in this one. As we continue to try to get Peyton and Alex back with us, we'll move along to uh, Philadelphia uh, and Montreal. Uh, we've got the Montreal Canadiens minus 145 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, certainly Jimmy Murphy, who's not on the show today, he's actually at the Red Sox game with his daughter, Maddie. Hope they're enjoying the, the, the game today. Uh, he made the case for betting Montreal under the total uh, in every game the rest of the season when Carey Price starts. And lo and behold, we do have Carey Price in net tonight uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens in this game. And there's no doubt. You look at the Islanders game in Carey Price's first start and then the Minnesota game earlier this week and his second start uh, in net. It was definitely a focus defensively for Montreal. You know, try to make this as easy as easy as possible. Try to help him out. You know, try to, you know, put him in a position to succeed as opposed to fail. You know, we've seen all of these things essentially with him. Uh, and I think you're going to continue to see uh, the Montreal Canadiens at least try to tighten things up here uh, with uh, Carey Price uh, in between the pipes uh, for them. So this is not a game where I'll be looking over the total. I do think there's some truth to that. And I'm going to, you know, when the GM of the team, or the assistant GM, I should say, or the president of the team, Jeff Gordon, Kent Hughes is the GM for Montreal, but if the, the brain trust, the front office people, Marty St. Louis as well, are echoing those sentiments that Jimmy mentioned, that they want to play better defensively uh, down the stretch, and for Carey Price, you got you got to heed those words uh, you know, moving forward. So uh, I think you're probably going to see that again, that kind of mindset. Uh, Philadelphia, Martin Jones in net here against the uh, Canadians tonight. Uh, of course, uh, Martin Jones is not someone I trust, as you uh, are firmly aware of, as I've said millions of times this year. Owen Four in his last four starts. He's allowed 19 goals, by the way, in those last four starts uh, and an 839 save percentage. He's given up four, four, six, and five goals allowed by Martin Jones uh, in the last four starts. It's not been good at all. So you know where I'm going here. Uh, took a shot with Montreal against Minnesota came up short, took a shot with Montreal in the first start for Price against the Islanders. They fell short there. I don't think they fall short tonight. I like Montreal, minus 140 to minus 145 money line. And I'm also going to look toward a team total over three and a half on the Canadians at plus 110. You look at the Philadelphia Flyers. We know they've been hemorrhaging goals. We know this is a lousy defensive team. It's just as lousy, the goaltending. They've given up five to Toronto, five to Buffalo, four to uh, Buffalo, four to the Rangers, nine to Washington, five to Anaheim, four uh, to Columbus, uh, three to the. So really, you got to actually there's one game in the last eight where they actually Columbus scored one goal in a game against the Flyers. Other than that, seven of the last Philadelphia Flyers, seven of the last eight Philadelphia Flyers games, they have allowed at least four goals to their opponent. And all we need here is four goals for Montreal. Uh, to catch this over uh, over team total. So uh, for me, it'll be a double up here. Uh, uh, team total over three and a half and Montreal minus 140 uh, on the money line here uh, in this game. Um, all right, next up, we've got a pretty good matchup here. Boston Bruins, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, it looks like, all right, so Alex will be back. He's just having a couple of, and Peyton, I, I, we'll see if he's able to join us. We're trying to get an update here. I mean, this is, uh, uh, just so sorry to pause the show here, but uh, we're trying to see if our colleagues are doing all right right now. Uh, all right. I think Alex is coming back. Peyton's had his computer crash, so we'll see about that. Live television. Well, not live television, live YouTube, folks, live podcasting. 
that's what happens. All right. Uh, Boston and Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh minus 120 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, a Pittsburgh beat, uh, or sorry, Boston beat Pittsburgh on the weekend uh, in Beantown. Early Saturday afternoon game, two to one win for the uh, Bruins a couple games ago uh, in that one. Uh, and uh, Boston to uh, follow that up with a great win against St. Louis. Obviously, uh, snapping the Blues win streak with a three to two overtime win. Charlie McAvoy uh, getting the game winning goal there in that game for the uh getting the game-winning goal there for the uh, Boston Bruins. So uh, absolutely uh, fantastic uh, were, were they uh, in that game. Uh, very sound defensively. Give Jeremy Swayman credit. You know, he's a guy that had not been getting as many starts lately because of the performance of uh, Linus Allmark. But, of course, Allmark goes down to injury. It puts uh, it forces Swayman to be in the net now every night. Uh, and he played very well, I thought, in that overtime win against St. Louis. And he actually played very well, uh, you know, coming in relief of uh, uh, of uh, actually, no, he didn't come in relief. It was the game before that he did. Pittsburgh was the first start he made after the injury to Allmark. And he gave up just one goal in that game in a Boston win. And then the three two win over St. Louis. So Boston, you know, playing some nice hockey here the last couple games. Swayman starting to get a little confidence back, a little swagger back. Very solid in net. Still concerning that, you know, you've got key cogs out. Hampus Lindholm on defense, still out. Posternock still out as well for the uh, Bruins. But last couple games, they've been able to overcome the absence of both of those guys. Uh, on the flip side, Pittsburgh, uh, Tristan Jari still out. Evgeny Malkin serving. I believe this is the final uh, game uh, of his uh, four-game suspension. So uh, he will be back for the next game for Pittsburgh, but still out tonight. Tristan Jari out still due to injury. So it is uh, Casey DeSmith. Uh, once again, uh, getting the nod uh, in between the pipes here for the uh, Penguins uh, in this game. Uh, DeSmith's actually, you know, been, I'd say, markedly better the last few starts. Uh, you know, the, the game, last start he made against Boston on uh, Saturday, uh, you know, he, he di didn't play that bad. He only gave up two goals. They just didn't score for him here uh, in that game. He's, he gave up, uh, he's given up two goals to Boston. He gave up just two to Nashville in a win. He played very well in that game, did not play as well, uh, in a loss to the Islanders and gave up four goals. But, you know, two of the last three starts have been better, uh, for, uh, Casey to Smith. Um, you saw an under, this is a tricky game from a totals perspective too, because Pittsburgh, you know, played a really tight, low scoring game with Boston. Boston's gone under in three straight. Swayman's playing well. I'd kind of lean under, but here's the problem. Oftentimes, when you get two teams playing each other in quick succession, where you have you know two teams playing each other either in back-to-back -back games or within a one-week uh, span, which is what we've got here tonight. They played Saturday, and now they're playing again here tonight uh, against uh, each other. A lot of times, if the first game goes under, I like the second to go over, and vice versa. If the first game uh, goes over, I like the second game in – between the same two teams to go under. So that's where I'm going back and forth here when it comes to the uh, total. So I, I might end up leaving it alone. You know, when I'm back and forth, back and forth, like I am uh, as, a, as far as the total is concerned uh, in this game, uh, it means I'm probably going to end up uh, leaving it alone when it's all said and done. But because of that the fact, I do lean a little bit over the total now because of that. I like that uh, idea of maybe looking at it that way you know, where the first game Saturday stays under uh, between these two teams, and maybe we get uh, a bit of a different result 
uh, here tonight between the uh, Bruins and the uh, Penguins. But uh, definitely should be interesting to see how this game plays out. Maybe a small over bet. I won't be involved in the side. Boston's playing well. I don't want to go against them. But Pittsburgh is in a mini revenge spot, losing to Boston on Saturday. So I'll be off the side. I'll have, if anything, a small play on the over here. Winnipeg, Carolina next up. We've got Carolina minus 250 home favorites in this game. Uh, the total uh, is currently six and a half pretty much across the board uh, in this one. Um, I think you go Carolina puck line, if anything. I mean, I've, I've said this uh, multiple times. Down the stretch of this season after what's happened the last few games, Winnipeg realizing they're done. Winnipeg realizing that, hey, playoffs ain't going to happen for us. This is not a team that I think is necessarily balls-to-the-wall performance and effort every night. Uh, Mark Shifley's still out. Cole Perfetti's out. Uh, Connor Hellebuck sidelined with an illness. He missed the last game against the Rangers. Eric Comrie started in net that night. Uh, he looks like he's still going to be out tonight. Eric Comrie, once again, uh, will get the nod in net tonight for the Winnipeg Jets uh, in this game. It's just not a team I'm backing. Simple. You know, they're out of the playoffs, disappointing season, underachieving season. Uh, this is definitely the characteristics of a team, in my opinion, that is playing out the string. Uh, the, the incentivization for wins down the stretch is not necessarily there uh, for the Jets. Uh, we kind of saw it the other night, you know, no offensive thrust or pushback uh, against the New York Rangers in that game. They end up getting blanked uh, by the Blue Shirts, 3-0. Uh, they get trounced by Florida. 6-1 to one last Friday. They have a nice start against Tampa Bay, and then the roof caves in against them, uh, against the uh, Lightning on Saturday. You, you get what the point here. I mean, you're just not – when things go south for the team, they just really fall apart. That's what we're seeing right now from the Winnipeg Jets, and it's definitely a concern if you're considering uh, backing them right now. Uh, but Carolina, look, they haven't played exactly locked in great hockey down the stretch. We've talked about this ad nauseum regarding this uh, Carolina team. But I will say this right now about them. You know, they are a team that definitely um, is better than we've seen lately. What if they flip the switch? What if we see Carolina for most of the season that's been, you know, one of the top teams in the East, if not the NHL? We know this. I know this is still a good hockey team. Uh, I don't, I'm not really petrified with the way they've played. Um, but, you know, I still want to see, I want to see them build on that Arizona game because, look, they've had some ugly results. You lose to the Islanders at home, two to one. Uh, you know, you get shut out at home by Detroit, three nothing. Uh, you get uh, whipped by Colorado, seven to four. I mean, they've had some tough games. They've had some bad performances. They did bounce back, beat Carol, beat Arizona, five to three. It was actually 51 26, the shots in that game. They completely uh, dominated Arizona. In fact, that score was flattering. Uh, to Arizona because I thought Antti Ranta, who of course is going to be the goalie in the uh, short term until Freddie Anderson comes back. And who the fuck knows, by the way, if Freddie Anderson's going to be back tomorrow, if he's going to be back next week, he could be out for a month. You know, you never know with this guy. You know, he is that um, much of a moving target with his injuries. You know, it was it was absolutely like this too when he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Day-to-day -day became a week, then became a month, then became maybe a couple months, half a season. You know, that's the way the injury history has been for Frederick Anderson. So if I'm going to, like, you know, hold my uh, confidence level up here regarding him playing, uh, I'm not so sure uh, it's going to be anytime soon because we just see this. There's certain players in every sport, including the NHL, um, you guys, where they're just slow healers when it comes to these injuries. Some guys, they can, you know, get through a lower body injury, an upper body injury, a groin strain, 
you know, a shoulder, you know, sprained shoulder, uh, you know, a neck injury, a head injury, whatever the concussion symptoms. There are just some players that can bounce back and get back onto the ice quicker than others with all of those different situations and for Frederick uh, injury situations and for Frederick Anderson, you know, it's just been absolutely difficult uh, for him uh, to recover quickly. Uh, No question about that. Uh, So uh, the bottom line is don't, (laughs) don't hold your hat. Don't, don't hold out hope that it's going to be an immediate return for Frederick Anderson. Uh, So we'll see. uh, We'll see if uh, how long that's going to be, but it's going to be anti-Ronta tonight uh, for Carolina uh, in net. I do want to mention, by the way, last game I forgot to mention this. You know, the players moving up the lineup, significant, something I pay attention to. Curtis Lazar is going to get second-line duty tonight for Boston, um, and he's someone that, you know, I was going to get more ice time, more opportunity. I think he played on the second line the other night against St. Louis as well. He had three shots on goal. He didn't have a point, but Curtis Lazar for Boston going up to the second line, shots on goal, goal score prop points. All of those things are in play, in my opinion. With this Winnipeg-Carolina game, Seth Jarvis, guys, is on the top line tonight for Carolina. In fact, he was actually on the top line with Ajo and Tara Vinen uh, against Arizona as well. Didn't show up on the scoreboard in that game uh, against Arizona, um, but he did have a point. He did get an assist on one of the goals, uh, and he is definitely, that's value right now, uh, is Seth Jarvis props for Carolina. This is a guy that's played predominantly third line for the better part of the last couple months. He's had a couple of games where he's been sprinkled on the second line, but he has not been a top line player much of the season. And you're now going to get excellent prices. And again, it's the classic situation where the odds makers just don't adjust when a player is moving up from the third line to the second line or the second line to the first line or the third line to the first line. They don't adjust. They keep the prices right around the same. Uh, for many of these props. And you're going to see that with Seth Jarvis. You can get plus 280, plus 300, and he's on the top line. You can get that price for him to score a goal tonight uh, in this game. He's on the top line, and you only have to lay a buck 20 for him to get a point. Look at Ajo, minus 235 to get a point. He's on that top line with Jarvis. And and look at his other line mate, too, Tara Vinen. What's his price to, to, to register a point tonight? Tara Vinen, he's on that top line as well. Um, he's actually over one at plus 142. So is, just to get a point is a huge you know, price you have to lay uh, for both Tara Vinen and Ajo to get a point. And then it, for Seth Jarvis, who's now on that top line with those two guys, he's only minus 120 to get a point. Ajo to score a goal tonight, plus 150. Uh, Tara Vinen to score a goal tonight, plus 200. Seth Jarvis also on that top line for Carolina to score a goal tonight in the plus 280 to plus 300 range. Do you see what I'm getting at here? You constantly can take advantage of mispriced prop situations when you see someone moving up to the top line like this. You know, how is it that Ajo is minus 235 to get a point? And Tara Vinen in the minus 200 range, they're on the top line. Jarvis moves up to the top line. He's only minus 120. It's outstanding value. It really is when you find these spots. Uh, and that's definitely something you see here uh, in this game uh, tonight. So Seth Jarvis is definitely a good prop to look at uh, tonight in this game against uh, Winnipeg. Um, 
as far as I'm concerned, we could look at maybe Jesper Faust has picked it up actually a little bit offensively for Carolina. Marty Natchez is on the second line. That's a move up spot as well. He's been down on the third and he was even down, I think, on the fourth line recently. So this is kind of a, hey, here's your chance. We're bringing you back to the second line, playing alongside Vinny Trocek and Andrei Svechnikov. Here's your opportunity to step up and make something of it. So we might move into the country. Going to bet me Marty Natchez here tonight in this uh, prop situation for him tonight. And again, you'll get some decent value with him as well now that he's on the second line. Again, in that plus 280, plus 300 range to score a goal. Marty Natchez to get a point at even money. Good, good numbers, good numbers there. And he's playing on the second line with two extremely talented players, Trocek and uh, Svechnikov. Uh, on that second line for the Hurricanes tonight. As far as the side and the total goes, I might do the Carolina first period full game puck line split. I think that's where I'm headed uh, in this game because I'm still all about fade Winnipeg right now uh, down the stretch. Uh, season's over for them. It's been disappointing. Uh, you're not you're seeing the fight kind of you know evaporate from this team, uh, especially that Ranger game the other night. They get shut out. So you know I'd probably be looking here at um, Carolina. Uh, plus 105, plus 110 uh, in that range with the first period puck line minus a half, and then the full game puck line minus one and a half, minus 110 uh, in this game. Uh, so we'll see how it goes here in this one. Uh, again, Carolina has not been playing their best, but Winnipeg definitely uh, and uh, has definitely looked like a team that's running on fumes. Disappointment seeping in uh, over the way this season has gone. So uh, I'm thinking Carolina takes care of business tonight. Uh, in this game. All right, next up, we've got a battle of New York here. New York Rangers, uh, New York Islanders. Uh, the Rangers minus 125 to minus 130 uh, road favorites, uh, five and a half the total uh, here uh, in this game. Uh, I like the Rangers here. I do. Now, I will preface this by saying that the Islanders, even getting eliminated from the playoffs officially Sunday night when they lost to the Islanders, or when they lost, sorry, to the Leafs, um, the Islanders got eliminated from the playoffs officially Sunday night. I thought for sure you'd see maybe them look like a team that just got knocked out from the playoffs officially against Florida. You know, maybe just be not really locked into the game. Their effort was very commendable uh, against Florida. It was. You know, the Florida Panthers needed to work, and they needed to work overtime, literally, um, to beat the New York Islanders the other night, and that's what it took uh, against uh uh, the Islanders for the Panthers to keep that win streak alive. So the Islanders didn't roll over. You know, the effort was still there uh, against one of the best teams in the NHL, the first game after getting officially eliminated from the playoffs. So credit to the Islanders for that. You know, we saw a very good, solid, sturdy effort from them uh, in that game, no doubt. And look, this is a rival. You're playing the New York Rangers. You want to knock, you want to at least prevent them from getting first place in the Metro. Of course, it is a down to the wire finish, them and Carolina uh, battling for first place uh, in the Metropolitan Division. If you're the Islanders, there's incentive to play this game tonight and say, you know what? We want to stick it to these guys. We don't like them. You know, why, why do we want to see them, you know, improve their chances of getting top spot in the Metro on our watch? Why? So I, I think the Islanders bring a good effort again tonight. The problem is, I like the way the Rangers are playing. The Rangers are playing outstanding at both ends. Gerard Gallant just said the other day, I've never seen our team defense as good as it's been lately. He made a great point that earlier in the year, there was a little bit more that were put on was put on the shoulders of Shesterkin, where 
you know, the, the, the play of the defense in front of their goalie wasn't as strong as it is now during this great run. He thinks their team defense is playing the best it has all year, and it's hard to argue with that. You know, I don't find that they're asking Shesterkin to steal games for the Rangers, maybe, which was the case, you know, in several games earlier this year. You're seeing Ryan Lindgren continue to get better. Adam Fox, it goes without saying how amazing a defenseman he is already. Ke'Andre Miller's development keeps, you know, being impressive. Jacob Truba, that sandpaper, physical, good in his own end type defenseman. Uh, you've got Braden Schneider, who's a young defenseman with with some upside that continues to get more ice time and it continues to play with a decent amount of confidence for the Rangers. So, you know, Gerard Gallant's very happy, you know, with this um, uh, with this uh, defense core uh, and the way they're playing lately. And I like the way the Rangers are playing overall right now. Now, I am seeing on some sites there is a potential that Shesterkin gets some rest tonight. And we see Alexander Georgiev uh, in net instead of uh, Igor tonight. So keep an eye on this. However, the last two starts for Mr. Georgiev have been very good. Three to one win against New Jersey. He played very good in that game. He shut out Philadelphia on made 28 saves, uh, 28 saves shutout in a four nothing win against Philadelphia in his last start. Uh, so Georgiev's played well the last couple starts and you know, I, I think that might also be the reason why we've seen some money come in on the Islanders just a bit. There's some sentiment that Georgiev's going to start. I think the Rangers could still beat the Islanders with Georgiev in net. I really do believe that. Um, you know, he's played better lately. I like just overall the way this team's game is trending. It's trending in a good direction, a very good direction going into the playoffs to the point now where, you know, a month ago, I, I thought the Rangers would be in tough to win a first-round series and certainly probably wouldn't go beyond the second round in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Now I really do think they can win a first-round series, and it really wouldn't totally shock me if they make a deep run playing the, the, the kind of hockey they're playing here the last uh, couple of weeks. So, you know, like I said, I like what I'm seeing from the Rangers. I'm going to look toward them here, minus one, uh, anywhere from minus 115 to minus 130. So make sure you shop around. You can get minus 115 on the Rangers in some spots, minus 130 at others. So uh, make sure you shop around. There's a pretty decent amount of variance in the money line price from one book to the next. But I like the Rangers here as moderate uh, or short road favorites, I should say, uh, in this game uh, against the Islanders here. Let me look at the line combos quickly here in this game. Do we have anything that we need to be aware of? Uh, Kiefer Bellows up to the second line for the Islanders. That might be someone you maybe target prop-wise because he'll be mispriced which is one of those situations we see time and time again. For the uh, New York Rangers, uh, Lafreniere on the third line tonight. Um, Kreider's a bandage ad, but Vetrano on the top line, there's value there. And Kopp, the two the two pickups at the deadline for the Rangers. Uh, Vetrano and Kopp, both on the right wing side of the first and the second line, uh, respectively, uh, could be uh, some decent uh, goal score prop value there. Uh, in this game tonight between the uh, Rangers and Islanders. All right, let's move along here to uh, the next game. Uh, as we uh, we don't know if we're going to see Peyton and Alex again the rest of the show, but it is what it is. Uh, and what it is is the uh, next game on the slate. It's not Calgary and Nashville. We'll correct that. Uh, it is uh, Toronto and Tampa Bay. This is an ESPN game, national television tonight. Uh, Leafs and Lightning. Tampa Bay minus 135 uh, home favorites in this game. Uh, the total right now currently uh, is sitting at uh, seven across the board. Uh, I like Toronto here. I'm taking Toronto uh, as, as an underdog. Now, there are the reasons to like the Tampa are, look, they're off a horrendous loss to Detroit. 
And I don't care that, uh, you know, you, you weren't dialed in fully. Anytime you lose to Detroit at home, it's a horrendous loss. You're going to see this team respond. The last time they played Toronto was in this building, and Toronto thumped them uh, in that game. Toronto really took it to Tampa Bay uh, in the last time these two teams played each other. Uh, and it was a very impressive performance by uh, the Leafs in a 6-2. to two, A 6-2 to two victory it was over Tampa Bay. Uh, they lit up Vasilevsky. Uh, uh, their offense, just Tampa Bay couldn't contain them. Uh, it was a very thorough, convincing win uh, for the Leafs down in Tampa against the Lightning when they played them just uh, earlier this month. It was April 4th, just a little over uh, two weeks ago uh, when uh, Toronto was in Tampa and beat them 6-2. to two. So revenge for that loss for Tampa, I get it. Coming off a bad uh, home loss against Detroit, I get it. I understand it. Those are, those are good bet-on situations usually, and those are things that are good for the Lightning going into this game. But I like Toronto's game right now. I like I don't like Tampa Bay's game. You're still laying a, a number here with Tampa Bay that I'm not comfortable with. Um, and I think for the Leafs, they are always going to be excited to beat this team because they know they have probably are going to play, not probably, but solid chance they're going to play them in the first round. Boston could still catch Tampa Bay, and that could change things. Uh, but there is a very decent chance this is a first-round playoff preview. And for a Leafs team that has not won a first-round series in 18 years, every opportunity you get to send a message to a team like Tampa Bay, who you might be seeing in the first round, two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, you want to send that message. And I don't like Tampa Bay's game right now. I know revenge and all that, and, and coming off the loss at home to Detroit, I get that as well. But I don't know if there are games in a spot where they're capable to beat Toronto right now. Toronto's just lighting it up offensively, and we need to start talking about the struggles of Vasilevsky. They are real. They are present right now. I don't know if he's in a mental block and a mental fog right now, just like the rest of the team, but you look at his struggles here. He's 0-5 with a 3.66 goals against average and an 887 save percentage uh, in his last five starts. Those are not Vasilevsky-type numbers. Not even close is he playing to the level we know he's capable of right now. Um, so this is definitely, for me, Toronto at a plus price, 115. Now, uh, Eric Schalgren, the young Swede, is going to be in net here tonight for the uh, Leafs. They're going to give Jack Campbell uh, the night off. His numbers are kind of lackluster. Uh, three goals against, 895 save percentage. Um, so we'll see uh, how he fares here in this game. But he did win his last start uh, against uh, Ottawa uh, in that game. Uh, should give him a little confidence, and uh, I, I still favor Toronto here uh, in this one uh, at plus 115. And I like the over, I do, because I think Tampa Bay is going to score some goals. I, I don't necessarily trust Shogren to shut them down completely. But again, we're talking seven shaded to the under. I like the over, but man, I, I'm going to take my chance that I get a better number in game with this and wait till I get maybe six and a half or better. Uh, in the first period. So that's what I'm looking to do here. Leafs plus 115, and I'll look for a live over here uh, in this game uh, in the first period, hoping we get a little bit of a slow start. As far as the uh, props go, Colin Blackwell has moved up to the top line tonight for the Leafs with Tavares and Mikheyev. And I already said Mikheyev, you take this guy right now. Uh, goal score prop, point prop, shots on goal. Ilya Mikheyev on the left wing side with Tavares and Blackwell on the on the top line. Blackwell's going to get some top-line looks tonight. Colin Blackwell is terrific value. Terrific value. 
especially because now he's just going up to the top line tonight. And he's been a nice pickup since they got him from Seattle. And, of course, he was with the Rangers before that. He's got great speed, goes to the front of the net, goes to the hard areas of the ice to try to score goals. He does a lot to help a hockey team. There's no question. Does some grunt work in the corners to try to get the puck free and get possession. You know, he a lot of those little things that uh, sometimes the casual observer doesn't notice. I'll tell you what, coaches notice that. Sheldon Keith notices how hard Colin Blackwell uh, looks uh, on a night-in, night-out basis for this team, how hard he uh, is on pucks, uh, keep pucks alive uh, in the offensive zone, all that stuff, uh, all that good shit that he does. Uh, and I think now on the top line, you're going to see outstanding. He's plus 370 to score a goal. Like, come on. Come on. You got you to put something. I'm not saying it's going to win. Of course. You know, it's not an automatic he's going to score a goal tonight. But he's going to get the minutes. He's on the top line. Uh, he's probably going to get power play time. Uh, in this, I don't know about power play time because power play one, power play two, I don't see him. Yet I do see him on the top line on the line combo um, for the uh, Leafs. So, I still think he might get power play time tonight uh, at some point. But either way, five on five, he's going to be on the top line uh, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs tonight uh, in this game. Again, Sheldon Keefe's like a mad scientist right now. Night to night, he is juggling lines. He's testing things out. He's seeing some different combinations. Like, he's got the blender out tonight, folks. Mikheyev, Tavares, and Blackwell on the top line. Nylander, Kerfoot, Engvall, the second line. Engvall's another solid prop look, in my opinion. He's actually moved Bunting and Marner down to a third line tonight with David Camp. You know, Bunting and Marner, two of your better players all year, they've got them slotted on the third line tonight against Tampa because he just wants to see different looks. He wants to give Colin Blackwell a chance in a top-six role. Uh, and Mikheyev, another chance on a top-six role. Engvall, same thing. Uh, and then, of course, Simmons, Clifford, and Spets of the fourth line. So, uh, again, this is because Sheldon Keefe is doing this, juggling his lines here, he opens up the door for outstanding prop value, you know, for a, for a guy like Colin Blackwell, who's plus 370 to plus 400 even to score a goal tonight. And he's going to play on the, it looks like the top line tonight. I mean, that is just phenomenal value. Win or lose, that's that's a must for me to look in that direction. Blackwell, Mikheyev, Engvall, uh, take your pick. Uh, I know Marner is good, good to get you a point or a goal most nights right now too, but uh, even more on the value standpoint, Mikheyev, Engvall, and certainly Colin Blackwell tonight for Toronto uh, in this game. All right, next up, uh, we've got uh, Vancouver and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota minus 170, uh, home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, should be interesting to see how this game unfolds. Uh, we've got the uh, certainly the Vancouver uh, Canucks, uh, a team that needs every win they can get down the stretch and a costly loss for them against Ottawa. Losing out on that extra point, that second point in a shootout uh, against the uh, Senators the other night. Very, very disheartening uh, to not get that extra point in the shootout, especially when they had such a strong start to that game, which they did, uh, and they weren't able to sustain it, uh, unfortunately. Like I said, on, when we recap that game, when I look at it, they played a really good first period, and I don't think they uh, played as well in the last two periods. And look, Ottawa took advantage of that, uh, and you got to give them a lot of credit. Uh, no question about that. So what do we get from Vancouver tonight? You know, backs are against the wall. You need two points in the worst way here. Uh, you still have Bo Horvat out for the year. Pearson and Hoagland are still out. Uh, Alex Chason missed the game with an injury, with an illness the last game. We'll see if he returns tonight for Vancouver. I hope so, because I want to bet his props again. Alex Chason was 
absolutely on fire for the Vancouver Canucks, virtually out of nowhere, right before he was absent in that last game. Uh, he was absolutely outstanding uh, offensively. Uh, just a terrific run for uh, Alex Chason. So I hope he's back in there. Uh, Vasily Podkolzin's feeling it. Elias Pettersson's getting his swagger back. Brock Besser, I think, has scored in back-to-back games uh, since he returned from an absence. So there's a lot to like right now with the Vancouver Canucks at the offensive end of the ice. Uh, it looks like, it, of course, it'll be Demko tonight. Of course, he had to replace Halak uh, in the last game because he got injured. So Thatcher Demko in net for Vancouver. Cam Talbot. Uh, will be a net tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild in this game. They continue their battle with St. Louis uh, for second place in the Central Division, which is significant because whoever gets it is going to get home ice advantage uh, in the first round of that playoff series between the Blues and the Wild. It's set in stone. We're going to see the uh, St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild uh, in the first round. So it now becomes a question of who's going to get that home ice advantage. So these are important points available and on the table here for Minnesota tonight. Uh, they're coming off a 2 nothing shutout win on the road against Montreal. Uh, but at home lately, you know, we see, like, especially against San Jose the last game, they were life and death to win it, 5-4 uh, in overtime. Uh, and they played a lot of close games before that. They barely beat Dallas 3-2 on the road in overtime. They uh, lost in overtime at, on the road to St. Louis on Saturday, 6-5. to So uh, I think Vancouver's a, a, a live dog here. I really do. Um, I, I think for Vancouver... They know what's what they've got to do here. You can't have games where you get less than two points. You really you, you've got such a slim margin for error, and we did see evidence on Sunday of Minnesota barely beating a woeful San Jose team uh, on home ice, needing overtime to escape in that game. So it's going to be tougher for them tonight against an absolutely desperate Vancouver team that is right now four points behind Dallas for the second wild card spot, uh, and five points behind LA. Uh, for third place in the Pacific. Those are their two pathways uh, of getting into the playoffs right now. Uh, and it's not going to be easy. And I think you get Vancouver's best. I think you could do, uh, I think they're worth a shot here. You're getting a good price. The price has actually gone up a bit. Uh, plus 165, plus 160. You can get that money line price right now with the Canucks in this game. Uh, I think they're worth a shot as a dog here tonight uh, in this game. Even in Minnesota where they play very well at home. Uh, for Minnesota, it would be nice to win this game. For Vancouver, it's an absolute must to win this game. And we always say, don't just fall into the must-win equals will-win pit. But Vancouver's playing good hockey right now. I mean, they lost to Ottawa in a shootout. I didn't love their last two periods. But, you know, before that, they beat Dallas. They pummeled Arizona. They beat Vegas. They beat San Jose. They beat Arizona. They beat Van uh, Vegas again uh, before that. They beat Vegas twice. Uh, during that six-game win streak, someone they're battling with. Uh, I think definitely they're a live dog. I like over the total as well in this game. Uh, Minnesota at home, we talk about their overs all year on home ice, and they've started to trend over again the last eight games, five and three to the over for Minnesota in the last eight games. And we've talked ad nauseum about Vancouver being an over machine. Uh, their last nine games, uh, they have gone uh, six, uh, one, and two to the over in their last nine games. And only one of those games has seen fewer uh, than six total goals scored. In fact, actually none of them have, uh, uh, no, one of them was three, two. Uh, there was a three, two game for Vegas uh, over Vancouver. Uh, other than that, uh, we have seen, um, we, we've seen every other game, at least six goals uh, in Vancouver's games, the last nine. So I like over six here, Vancouver and Minnesota. 
I, I don't argue with the Canuck team total either at a nice cheap two and a half. I think that could be something to look at as well. Uh, and a uh, full game over six and uh, Vancouver at a dog price here, plus 160. And again, with props uh, in this game, uh, and again, that's one thing about just me right now in the, at the moment is we've apparently lost uh, Alex and Peyton um, is the fact that, um, you know, right now we've we see um, we get more time to talk props here. And for Minnesota tonight, you look at where the line combinations stack up. Freddie Gaudreau's uh, feeling it for them, and he's on the second line now. Boldy, Fiala, Hartman, Kaprizov, the usual suspects. No shame in that, but really no major line changes for Minnesota. Uh, and as far as Vancouver's concerned, Pod Colson with Miller and Chase on. Look at all three of those guys from a prop standpoint, as far as I'm concerned. Pod Colson's found his offensive game lately. Besser's on. Pedersen's been chipping in. I mean, you just go with all five of those guys, and, and I think you're going to have a decent chance to cash a couple of them. Because let's be honest, if you look at Vancouver's recent games, that five group of that group of five players is absolutely the group that's carrying them offensively. If you look at all the goals and all the points lately, Pud Colson, Miller, Chason, Besser, Pedersen, and Garland a little bit as well. But especially those five, Pod Colson, Miller, Chason, Besser, Pedersen, those have been the guys that have been really delivering. Uh, for the Vancouver Canucks uh, as of late. Uh, I would look prop-wise at any of those five, maybe a little bit of each of those five for me personally uh, in this game tonight. All right, next up, we've got three games left, Dallas and Calgary. Uh, another big one for the Dallas Stars and another tough one before the schedule does relent for them down the stretch. And they're, they're going to have an easier schedule down the stretch, but they have another tough one here uh, against uh, the Calgary Flames. Uh, Calgary minus 230, uh, home favorites, six the total, shaded to the under. Uh, in this game tonight. Um, this is a game I don't have a strong feel on. Um, Dallas needs the win. Must win doesn't equal will win. Nashville took care of Dallas, or Nashville took care of Calgary, I should say, the other night with a big win uh, against uh, the Calgary Flames at home, a game that Nashville absolutely needed uh, two points, you know, at, at both of these teams. And now Dallas is in the same spot, but Nashville got Calgary at home. Dallas has got to play Calgary here in the Saddle Dome. So it's going to be a little bit tougher here for the uh, Dallas Stars. And look, quite honestly, I don't love Dallas's, you know, recent last couple games to take them here as a big dog. I don't. I mean, you lose 6-2 to Vancouver. You lose 5-2 to Edmonton last night. You give up 50 shots in the game. I mean, you give up 50 shots in the game, you know, to the Edmonton Oilers last night. That's not exactly looking like a team that's showing the utmost performance level and urgency and desperation required to make the playoffs right now. It's just very, very aggravating to see this from the Dallas Stars. And they oftentimes lack killer instinct. They oftentimes, especially this year, have had trouble in big-time spots, bigger games. Uh, and now we're seeing signs of that again here with Dallas. And look, Calgary is one of those teams, too. They have to self-motivate themselves at this time of year because of the fact that, you know, They've locked themselves into pretty much first place in the Pacific. They're going to win the division. It's a question of when, not if they clinch that. You know, they can't move up. They can't move down. Edmonton's not going to catch them uh, from second place. They are locked in. There's not a whole lot of at, at stake and on the table for Calgary in these remaining games. There's not. So they've got to find a way, you know, to motivate themselves. That, hey, we still want to play good hockey going into the playoffs. We still want two points uh, on a nightly basis as much as possible. And, you know, if Calgary's even mildly, uh, you know, locked in and playing well and focused and want to win down the stretch here, 
they're better than Dallas. There's not even a doubt in my mind about that. Um, although someone did bring up a good point about Dallas and Calgary. Dallas has had Calgary's number, especially at playoff time. We remember in the bubble a couple of years ago, uh, Dallas uh, frustrating Calgary. We look at the regular season meetings here, Dallas and Calgary, and we see, you know, the last one, two, three, four, five, six, the last seven regular season meetings, Flames and the Stars, Dallas is five and two in the last seven regular season meetings. The Stars have actually won seven of the last eight in the Saddledome head-to-head uh, against the Calgary Flames. So I keep looking at that and saying, for some reason, there's that one team that every team struggles with. Toronto can't beat Buffalo this year. We can't explain it, but they just that's the one team they struggle with. And here's now Calgary. This is kind of their one team they struggle with, Dallas. So I'd take Dallas before I take anything to do with Calgary tonight, but I don't like the – say what you will about the series history and Dallas really playing well against Calgary. How do you have faith in Dallas with the last two games we've seen from them? in games where they desperately need points and they get absolutely blasted in both of those games. You know, it's really, really tough to trust this group, but you know, they are in a spot and it is back to back as well. Cause they played in Edmonton last night, that game against the Oilers um, it's Dallas or pass. I just don't know if I've got the guts or the confidence to take them. Simple as that. Uh, they, they just let you down in these big moments where they need to rise up. And too many times they don't. You know, I, I feel for Rupe Hints. That guy plays hard every night. That guy's playing well. Jason Robertson's been a, had a great season. He's kind of tailed off lately, but you can't blame those guys. I point the finger at Ben Sagan. Where's Radulov? You know, what the hell's he been doing lately? I mean, uh, that's where I point the finger right now uh, on this uh, Dallas Stars team. Uh, where the hell are some of their veterans on a night-in, night-out basis? Where are they? Uh, sometimes you can't find them with a telescope on the ice, uh, and that's been the case lately. Uh, with them. Uh, Pavelski's been good lately. Pavelski's got two, three, four, five, six points in the last six games for the Dallas Stars. So if you can find points props on him, he's the one guy that seems to be consistently uh, chipping in offensively for this team. Uh, that's not a bad way to go, in my opinion, in this game. Maybe a point prop or over to, to get a point, even a, over one and a half points for him uh, in this game. So uh, not a strong feel, but Lean Dallas, if anything, if I were to bet, get involved, I, I'd lean to their side a little bit here in this game. It's just a matter of, you know, we saw it with Calgary against Nashville. There's just not a whole lot that's at stake for them, and they have had trouble with Dallas. Say what you will about Dallas. The last two games have been ugly for them, the kind of games that make you want to shy away from betting them in a big game that they need. But at the same point in time, they've really done well against Calgary. It's a much bigger game for them, and it is a very, very tantalizing tempting price we're talking plus 195 plus 190 to plus 195 tonight with them so for me stars are pass uh, next up chicago and los angeles we've got la minus 240 to minus 250 home favorites in this game uh six the total uh pretty much across the board chicago uh, an overtime win last night against arizona as finally i lose one of the uh Puck line bets fading the Arizona Coyotes as they uh, fall short with the puck line. Chicago with a 4-3 overtime win. But the best bet cashes on yesterday's sh show, Chicago-Arizona over 6.5, which I liked quite a bit. It ends up getting there in that 4-3 win uh, over the Coyotes for Chicago. Now they're on the second night uh, of back-to-back -back games uh, here against the LA Kings. And uh, look, I, I think we saw against Anaheim that against weak competition, this young L.A. team is still good enough to have maturity, have poise, take care of business. 
We know they need the points right now uh, as they try to, uh, you know, get closer and closer to locking in a, a playoff spot here. Uh, we saw in that LA Anaheim game, a very, very nice, tidy, good defensively played third period by the LA Kings uh, in that game. Uh, and look, they, they basically played kind of the way uh, Jake Ottinger, uh, or not Jake Ottinger, Jake Ottinger, by the way, is starting for Dallas. That's uh, just wanted to confirm that. But no, LA, that was a nice win because that's how you're going to have to win in the playoffs. You have to protect leads in the third period. They did that uh, the other night. Uh, they face Chicago here on a back-to-back. Probably Colin Delia is going to get the start tonight because it was Kevin Lankinen last night. I don't think there's a scenario where they'd put Lankinen in two nights in a row. Delia's played just six games with the Blackhawks this year. Uh, 3.93 goals against average, 898 save percentage. So the numbers are not good at all for Delia uh, in this game. Uh, I think L.A. does take care of business. Uh, they showed me enough this group the other night. They did against Anaheim. They played a great third period. We're shutting this thing down. We're going to do what it takes to win this game, get a big two points. You know, I've, I've more faith in the Kings now after that. And this is a home game against, obviously, a team that you've, you've got a scheduling advantage over. You're much better than this group, certainly defensively. Um, you found ways to win these games that, uh, you know, against weaker competition. That's the one thing the Kings have been able to do. Uh, so I think L.A. does get the job done here uh, in this game against Chicago. Now, uh, when you look at the uh, regulation line price, is it the best uh, on L.A. going into this game? No, it's minus 160. So I don't love it necessarily. I'm going to probably go more toward a team total for the L.A. Kings in this game. I think I feel a little bit better about that, you know, team total in this game as opposed to uh, a regulation line or even a puck line. Uh, with LA. I just think that, and, and look, they're, they are trying to play better, good defensive hockey, especially with a lead, maybe park the bus, sit on a lead, but without with Chicago's horrendous defensive play rolling in here and Colin Delia, who's got dreadful numbers this year, rolling in here. I, I still think the Kings can get you four goals tonight. And that's what it's going to take to go over three and a half with their team total. So I like the Kings team total here over three and a half minus minus one thirty. I think that's a, a solid way to go. Uh, in this game. As far as the props go, I mentioned Kubalik. He was benched, uh, scratched for a couple games uh, out of the doghouse, back in the lineup, and he scored last night against Arizona. He's probably a, not, not a bad way to look here from a prop standpoint tonight, but certainly I'm going to look more toward L.A. And, and them finding some offense tonight against this weak Chicago D and, and Colin Delia likely in net. Uh, then a CU uh, is now on the top line. Take advantage of that. His props are mispriced. He just recently got bumped up to the top line, and Athenasiu, you know, has been kind of making it happen here lately for the uh, LA Kings. Uh, he's going to get the opportunities here now back uh, after the injury. They put him on the top line, so there's going to be some value on his props. Kempe, always I'm interested in uh, goal scorer prop or points props, no question about that. Uh, Philip Deneau, Arvidsson, and Moore on the second line. Take your pick there. Uh, you know, focus in mostly on those guys right now uh, in terms of uh, goal uh, props for the LA Kings uh, at this point in time. But uh, definitely, I think they'll take care of business here uh, in this game against Chicago. Uh, lean to that regulation price, but I think the team total, I like that better. You know, I'd rather lay minus 130 LA Kings over three and a half team total than lay minus 160 uh, on the reg line. Uh, with the Kings tonight. All right, last game, St. Louis Blues and San Jose Sharks. Uh, final game of this Thursday card. We've got St. Louis minus 190 uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game tonight against uh, San Jose. 
Uh, when I look at this game here, uh, Blues and Sharks, San Jose, or sorry, St. Louis coming off seeing their big win streak snapped at the hands of the Boston Bruins the other night. Uh, we'll try to get their offense back on track. It was just weird to see them only score two goals uh, in that game. I mean, this has been an offense that's been uh, absolutely on fire uh, for a large part of this win streak. Uh, and we saw it again uh, against, uh, or we saw it certainly against Minnesota. We saw it several games in a row, but we did not see it uh, against uh, the Boston Bruins the other night. But give the Bruins a lot of credit. You know, it's a Bruins team that played pretty solid uh, defensively. Uh, Jeremy Swayman uh, was very good in net uh, in that uh, performance as well against St. Louis. And here's an interesting quote here from Ryan O O O'Reilly Auto Parts, the Blues captain Ryan O'Reilly. We've been playing a lot of hockey. You could tell that. This is what he said after the loss to Boston the other night. They had more energy in there. They won more battles than us. That's what happens in the course of a long season. But we still didn't manage the puck. You don't use that as an excuse, but it happens. You have to find a way when things aren't going your way to simplify and build the games out of that. So he's talking about a little fatigue. And that worries me a little bit. Because when a team's you know fatigued and it shows up, one game and you don't really get adequate time off and then you got to fly out to San Jose for this game and you only had one day in between and here's Ryan O'Reilly talking about yeah we played great hockey but we've you know we were tired that's not necessarily bet on stuff you know for me at least at the same time I don't want any part of San Jose St. Louis is much better than San Jose it wouldn't surprise me if they bounce back and win San Jose snapped their ugly losing streak. Uh, they reached double digits. Uh, they snapped it with a 3-2 to win uh, over the Columbus Blue Jackets the other night, although they had to hang on for dear life, uh, San Jose at the end, uh, to win that game. So uh, we'll see if they can carry it over, pull a mammoth upset here. But I, I should be on I, – I, I thought for sure when this uh, – when I started handicapping this card – Late last night, overnight, I thought for sure I'd be on St. Louis in regulation. I thought for sure I'd love St. Louis in regulation here uh, in this game. To bounce back strong, take care of a San Jose team that they're much better than. Obviously, they're still battling with Minnesota for second in the Central. But then you hear those quotes, and now oh, we're tired, we're a little bit worn down, and you got to take this three-hour, this long West Coast flight out to San Jose, you know, for the start of this road trip, and. Uh, only uh, a day off after the Boston uh, game the other night. So that kind of tempers my enthusiasm, but I'm still going to bet it. I I'm still going to rely on St. Louis doing enough here to win in 60 minutes. And it's minus 130 or so uh, with the St. Louis Blues uh, in regulation. That's what I'm going to roll with here. Still, I still think they've got enough in the tank to take care of San Jose in this game. As far as props go for the Blues, you know, this could be a night where the offense could explode again, uh, even with the concerns of some fatigue. James Reimer. Uh, is confirmed in net tonight for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, and we know that he struggled here in April. 0-5, 3.27 goals against, 888 save percentage. He is on a six-game losing streak. Remember when they beat Columbus uh, the other night, that was uh, Capo Kakinen uh, in net for San Jose uh, in that 3-2 win. So Reimer's having a tough time. I think the Blues in regulation I'd look at. Three-and-a-half team total over for St. Louis I'd look at. And I do like the full game over. Uh, as well, I think San Jose knows they're going to have to score goals, period. Simple as that, if they're going to beat this St. Louis team tonight, because I think they're pretty sure of themselves that, hey, it might be tough, 
to stop a Blues offense that prior to the loss to Boston scored eight against Nashville, six against Minnesota, six against Buffalo, four against Boston, six against the Islanders, four against Minnesota, four against Seattle, five against Arizona, six against Calgary. You, you know, so it, it's definitely been a Blues team that's been lighting it up. And San Jose at times has shown the ability to get lit up uh, by opposing teams, especially good offensive teams and, and good teams overall. Uh, you look at San Jose, they give up five to Minnesota. Uh, Chicago scores five on them, uh, four to Vancouver, four to Calgary. Uh, they've had some issues at times keeping the puck out of the net and Reimer in particular on this losing streak. So I'm going to sprinkle uh, across three different bets here. St. Louis in regulation, minus 130, St. Louis team total, over three and a half, and St. Louis San Jose, over six, minus 120. Uh, in this game props you know where to go for props for st louis the same cast of characters i've mentioned repeatedly uh david perron Braden shen robert thomas vlad tarasenko buchnevich take your pick uh they're all capable san jose does have some injuries uh obviously on the back end eric carlson out not coming back uh they got uh dezingle barabanov out up front uh, i'd look at maybe john dolan here for uh san jose uh when you look at it he got five shots on goal uh, against Columbus, although no points. Very, very kind of unfortunate to not get any points for San Jose in that game. And he's moving up to the top line tonight with Hurdle and Meyer. So if there's one guy I'm taking for props tonight for San Jose, it's Jonathan Dolan, uh, the 24-year-old, playing on the top line, moving up to the top line tonight to play with Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle, you know, who are two of the guys that uh, uh, the uh, San Jose Sharks rely on. Uh, you know, to score goals more than anybody. And Dolan now is going to play with those two guys tonight on the top line for San Jose. So Dolan props would be the best prop option, in my opinion, uh, for the San Jose Sharks tonight uh, in this game. All right, great stuff. That is the Thursday uh, NHL card. Uh, unfortunately, Alex, uh, having some uh, struggles and Peyton having some technical issues. Obviously, we couldn't make it back onto the show today, but solo shows are fun. You know, we get to dive into the, props a little bit more uh, and hopefully you are uh, ready to go for a big Thursday night uh, here in the NHL. Before we get to best bets to wrap things up, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, reminding you that new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Uh, that's right. Uh, you know, uh, you can take advantage of that. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Uh, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. And Kenny Rogers, I'll look for those Gulf Stream races that you are recommending in the chat. Uh, let's see here uh, if I can find these. Definitely, I'll get in on a little horse racing, courtesy of Kenny Rogers, who, by the way, is in the chat right now uh, as we do this show and is someone who was with us at, in San Antonio, Texas last month. It was a hell of a lot of fun. 
Uh, and uh, Kenny has his own show at night, Kenny and Cab, who's another person that was down there in San Antonio. Great entertainment. So check out their content as well. All right, great stuff. Um, best bet to wrap up, wrap it up for this Thursday uh, NHL card. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. We're going to rock with the Buffalo Sabres once again. Plus 120 to plus 125 as underdogs against the New Jersey Devils. I'll be quite honest. Even with New Jersey pulling the mammoth upset against uh, Vegas, uh, wrong team favored in my opinion. New Jersey's off that road trip. It's a bet against spot. Huge upset against Vegas. Playing a team that they, I think there's some incentive to play a little bit of spoiler for the Devils. Now you're playing a team out of the playoffs. Uh, back home, Andrew Hammond probably going to be in net. One of those guys that, very capable after a tremendous game like he had the other night, laying an egg the next time. That's Andrew Hammond. Sometimes he does that. And I think Buffalo here tonight in this game, very live, great price, best bet worthy in my opinion. Buffalo Sabres plus 125 against the New Jersey Devils uh, for my best bet on this Thursday NHL card. See if we can keep the best bet streak rolling. It's been a nice uh, few days here with best bets. We'll see if we've got another one in store tonight in the win column. All right, great stuff. That is a wrap. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and Peyton Clark, who are with us briefly, <laughs> earlier in the show. Uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.